time to make your fantasy a reality. With the help of the crew over at Fantasy Insider and the boys at Woot and Y. This is DFS Down Under. Welcome back to another episode of the DFS Down Under podcast brought to you by Fantasy Insider, the trusted tools used by Australia's daily fantasy sports players. I'm Josh Y, also joined by... Josh Woot. What's going on, buddy? Uh, I can't believe it's already week three. Week three? Time flies. Yeah. Time flies when you're uh, somewhat having fun. The NFL season's been a little bit... Uh, you know, Not many great games to start the season, um, and we review all the... All the week two action in our other podcast, so please check that out. But week two, uh, we sort of, if we put together our lineups, we would have had a winning lineup. Um, you seem to hit on sort of quarterback, wide receiver, and tight end. I hit on running backs with Kareem Hunt, Jaquiz Rogers, and James White. All going well, but uh, Chris Hogan for you, Kobe Fleener, uh, Tom Brady, all hitting very well for you. Yeah. Um... Terrence West hurts too because he got... He was good early and then the injury hit, hit, but he still got you enough points to validate the price. Yeah, and in my actual lineups that I played, about 60% of the lineup just went off, and then the 40% decided not to turn up, got injured, or the quarterback just didn't want to throw him. Yeah. Throw it to them. So, great stuff. Not fun. Just terrific week two. Yeah, it wasn't great. Uh, I think, you know, the players, the 60% we did hit on were really, really strong, and then the you know, the injuries there let us down. Uh, this week, some really good matchups. Not as high totals as last week. Last week, there was sort of four or five games of really high totals, two good offenses taking on each other. This week, only really two around that 50 mark. Atlanta at Detroit, the total there is 50. So Atlanta, slight favorite. So you're expecting 26.5 points from them and, and 23 um, from Detroit to Vegas uh, are spot on. And Oakland at Washington, the total is 54 points. So Oakland expected to score 28.5, according to Vegas, and Washington 25.5. Um, looking at the overall slate, not as many strong plays this week, so it's going to be tougher to win, but that's where uh, something like uh, the lineup cruncher at Fantasy Insider can give you a real edge. Mm-hmm. Let's start the quarterback position, and what are you what are you looking at? What are you eyeing off? Quarterbacks. <laughs> um, it's definitely starting one. Yes. <laughs> um, all right, I'll start with uh, the Mr... The Mister, the Mister Kirk Cousins, uh, going up you against like going up like against that. Oakland. We saw what uh, Marcus Mariota did in round one, uh, round one, week one, week one. Put up some good numbers, and then even the Jets look like they could move the ball on this Oakland defense. So Kirk Cousins, who has never been afraid to sling it around, I think he's going to have success. I think he's going to. I'm not sure about how Washington will go. I think it's going to be a close game, but going up against Oakland. I don't mind it. I like it. Yeah, it's it's obviously that's the highest total from Vegas as well. So we expect uh, a lot of points from from that matchup. Derek Carr on the other side, um, you know, another interesting play if you want to go down that route. But I think you you expect a lot more from the running game from Oakland as opposed to what you get from Washington. Even though they really ran the ball well last week, um, I'm not sure if you can fully expect that every week. So I prefer Cousins out of those two. Um, I'm looking at Cam Newton, and I know he's been really bad the first two weeks and very shaky in, in the, the shoulder, but what we've seen from the last two weeks is this Saints defense is someone that you can you can pass on, and this might be the, the matchup that Cam needs to really get him into rhythm and build up that confidence and build up that momentum. It worked for Tom Brady, who bounced back after a bad week one to have a, his best first half or first quarter of his career, 
And then you've always got the risk, uh, the, the risk, the upside. Sorry, of Cam running in for a rushing touchdown. I agree. Any other quarterback plays? Um, I've got Jay Cutler listed down here going up against the Jets. Uh, I think seems like everyone's having a little bit of a feast on the Jets at the moment. And I mean, we've only seen one game from the Dolphins, but Cutler looked pretty good. And uh, is there any other team that you can just see him just going all out, throwing bombs everywhere? Yeah, I I like that that matchup a little bit more on draft stars and Moneyball. He's only sort of two two hundred dollars cheaper than Kirk Cousins. I'm um, on Moneyball, but he's you know two thousand dollars cheaper uh, on draft stars. Uh, Matt Ryan's always been a great, solid, reliable quarterback each week, and then obviously that matchup against Detroit um, with plenty of points expected. Um, that's going to be someone that you want to slot in if you want to p- pay premium, and he's and he's third in dollar per point on the lineup cruncher on Fantasy Insider. And then, uh, for what it's worth, Cousins is fifth. So uh, they're the sort of four quarterbacks we're looking at this week. We'll check with Data Darrell on what he, he likes later on in the show. Moving on to running back now. What do you what do you see? What do you like? Um, all right. I'm, Ty Montgomery going up against Cincy. Cincy at the moment. Struggling. Struggling is putting it nicely. <laughs> I think if I was a Cincy fan at the moment, I'd be... I'd be calling for everyone's head. They've uh they've gone out and gotten uh sorry, I've gone blank on who they've gotten for offensive coordinator. Bill Lazer. Bill Lazer, my man, that's right. That's right. How can you forget your your I beloved know. Bill Lazer? So if they're going to you know, if they if they're gonna move the ball at all, Bill Lazer's gonna bring it out of them. Um yeah, but anyway, saying that, I'm getting sidetracked. It's not gonna fix their defense. It's not gonna fix what's going on on the other side of the ball. And I think this is going to be a bounce-back game from the defeat that Green Bay just had to Atlanta. And Ty Montgomery is going to feature more heavily, considering that Nelson's got this... Possibly out. Yeah. So, when someone's 50-50, you kind of lean towards no, right? Kind of, but at the same... Oh, I mean, OBJ was 50-50 all week, so... True. And then he played. But Ty Montgomery, you're, ne- you're not going to go to the 50-50 player the same amount as you would... Um, if he is coming off an injury or is you know he's he's got a niggling injury, so Ty Montgomery against this uh, defensive line for Cincinnati, I don't know. Yep, they're surrounding the eighth most fantasy points to running backs so far, and obviously steady, reliable upticks of targets without uh, Jordy Nelson. I uh, I'm a fan of Ty Montgomery. He's been very reliable the last uh, few weeks, even in defeats and, and tough games. He's got a higher workload rate. Uh, Jay Ajayi is someone that I really like. Um, the New York Jets, you know, one strength of theirs in recent years has been their run defense, but that's kind of left when uh, Sheldon Richardson left. So it is interesting, you know, if you can fit Jay Ajayi into your lineup, this Jets run defense isn't as good as many people think. And I think that, that reputation might sway people away from Jay Ajayi, but I can see a lot of uh, targets for Jay Ajayi and, and a lot of heavy um workload for him given what we saw you know Jalen Richard Marshawn Lynch and DeAndre Washington just do a week ago I like uh, Jay Ajayi this week mm-hmm. cool I think I think we're going to be picking on the Jets a bit uh, yeah I think that's going to be a trend here I think that's going to be a trend season long yep so uh yeah um other running backs I don't there's not too many good options I'm not I'm not really I'm not really liking the running back options this week no Nothing's no. nothing's really standing out. No. Maybe we can lean on uh, Daryl uh, later on in the show. Uh, Chris Carson's someone that's going to be cheap uh, generally uh, because 
you know, he was seen as a as a third string sort of running back. So he's someone that you're going to see an increased workload in, in you know, in the game. But depending on what price you can get, so he's only six thousand dollars on draft stars. So he's someone that you really want to play on draft stars. But Moneyball, for some reason, he's more expensive on Moneyball than he is on draft stars, which is a massive discrepancy in terms of pricing there. Um, obviously, Moneyball have adjusted theirs. Ahead of the curve, you know, expecting something bigger out of Carson as opposed to draft stars. So I think Chris Carson's a must um, in every lineup, uh, especially on draft stars, given the, the price there um, and the the run defense for Tennessee. It's still solid, but when you're getting a guy that's going to get starting workload for six thousand dollars, it gives you the chance to build on a strength everywhere else in your lineup. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, just some other cheapy plays: Darren Sproles, Chris Thompson, great PPR studs have been, you know, getting a good uptick of targets from their from their teams and, and being reliable on third down. So they're always good to chuck in the lineup if you're desperate for a cheap running back. Wide receiver, I'll start. I like Rashad Higgins this week. Um, obviously, Corey Coleman out for uh, six to eight weeks. Again, broken hand two years in a row is a strange injury to have as a repeat. Um, Higgins is only $6,800 on draft stars, and he is... 5200 on Moneyball. So he's, you know, bottom of the barrel for both uh, both formats. And then, obviously, you know, the Colts, they're terrible in terms of um, passing defense. We we know that. Yeah. Um, the one highlight was our young, young secondary coming through a little bit. Malik Hooker, <clears throat> Quincy Wilson played good last week, but still JJ Nelson went off. Um, and it looks like Higgins might be the wide receiver one because Kenny Britt looks like he's checked out at this point. Do you miss Dorset? No, not really. No, no, we'll be fine. You watch, you watch him become a <laughs> all pro. See <laughs> so your play this week. No, uh, I'm gonna name two players because they're pretty much in the same position, built similar too. Um, so Kelvin Benjamin going up against New Orleans and Devante Parker going up against the Jets. We mentioned the Jets previously; they are just a bad defense. And we mentioned the New Orleans defense previously as well, and they're just, you know, complete leaky leakage everywhere. Anyway, <laughs> Jay Cutler, if you want to do the uh, quarterback uh, wide receiver tandem with Devontae Parker, that could explode. I'm not sure how many people want to go out and get the Miami Dolphins quarterback. That just doesn't seem to be a very attractive, popular, popular pretty play. But, uh, you know, if you, if you do go out and you do make that... Uh, uh, that stack there with um, Devante Parker and Jay Cutler, you know, you could reap the rewards. Yeah, and if you want to go a little bit cheaper in that matchup, I do like Kenny Stills. He seems to be a target. You marry Jay- him? Jay- oh, I might. Um, you know, but yes, um, it's legal. Uh, but Kenny Stills, he found the end zone obviously last week. He's going to be a cheaper option for you um, on on both formats if you if you want to stack. Cutler with someone I can't believe it's 2017. We're discussing Jay Cutler stacks on uh, DFS Down Under. What a, what a time to be alive, Josh! It's my favorite stack. <laughs> Jay I Cutler. do like the Benjamin uh, stack with Cam Newton. Obviously, previously mentioned at the top of the show. Uh, I forgot to mention with the Colts, they're second behind New Orleans, obviously in in fantasy points allowed by wide receivers. So um, Higgins, I think, is a is a good play this week. Tyreek Hill, someone that um, I'm interested in, depending on the health of Jason Verrett. Uh, we saw. You know, Devontae Parker have a big game, who you just mentioned, against the Chargers. And Tyreek Hill's been a guy that's, you know, got blazing speed. And these division matchups are always very competitive. I, I like 
Tyreek Hill again this week. I know it didn't quite pay off last week, but uh, I'm all in again on uh, on playing uh, Tyreek Hill. Um, I want to mention Michael Crabtree, who I actually played well in my lineups for money, real money, my own money. Uh, <laughs> he went off, but then I pair that with Jordy Nelson and uh, uh, Olsen. And, you know, anyone else who could possibly get hurt, they just decided Everyone. to break all their legs. Yep. So you Side note, d- they all didn't go off with broken leg injuries. <laughs> you want to double down on Crabtree mm. again? Seems to be, like, after week one, Amari Cooper blew so many red zone opportunities, and then Derek Carr came out as came out and was just locked in on Crabtree when it came into the red zone. Yeah, but he's safer. Yep. He just he is a safer target than Amari Cooper. The, definitely. It's. I, th- I feel like you need to have one of those receivers in the Oakland-Washington game. Obviously, with the high scores expected, just picking the right one out of Cooper, Crabtree, Pryor, and Crowder is obviously the tough, tough ass. So I, I'll probably do it multiple lineups where I can move some of them around and hope hope one of them goes off. Uh, mentioning as well, doubling back, you said Devontae Parker, New York Jets, twenty ninth in DVOA versus wide receiver ones. So it's uh, it's worth investing in a, a Miami wide receiver. I mm-hmm. think I know we're picking on the Jets. And all right, moving on to the tight end position. And this is where we get to our uh, fantasy insider uh, lock of the week. And we're going with your boy, Zach Ertz. Got to hit him where it hurts. Luke. Mate, it's the, only, it's the only guy that I have a jersey with his name on the back, so you know he's good. You're a big fan of Zach Ertz. Um, the tight ends against the Giants. Oh, yeah, mate, can, I don't know how long ago it was that you were rubbishing Zach Ertz. Mate, I defended him on Twitter the other week oh, against uh, wow. against Chad, who had a go at us for selecting Ertz in a fantasy draft, saying we needed a more reliable tight end, and then mentioned who Jordan. Did he go with? He mentioned Jordan Reed, obviously wow, being Mr. a Washington guy, man. but on uh, on Zach Ertz, nine out of his last eleven games, he's been he's finished as a top ten tight end in fantasy, and tight ends are averaging six catches, fifty one yards, and a half a touchdown, so fifty percent chance to score against New York. This year, so they that, can't they can't cover tight ends. That no, Zach Ertz is just super unreliable, isn't he? Yeah, well, it's always been weird because he's always been hyped up every year. In the last two seasons, he started off slow, but he's always come home really strong. Now he's actually carried that into this season, and it's it's good. He's, yeah, well, he's that's great. partly because he's replaced what Jordan Matthews was yep, doing. Exactly. Yeah, but I mean, I think even though he was improving year on year, he was improving every year. At the same time, he was also the whole the 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 upside was always there to be, you know, top five yep. tight end. Uh, but, yeah. Anyway, we like him. Going yeah, up against these giants who, you know, are really trying to find themselves. Yeah, and they can't cover tight ends. And, you know, he's he's the third expensive tight end on, on draft stars, but he's a little bit cheaper on Moneyball, the fourth price tight end. But with Rob, with Rob Gronkowski, uh, questionable with a groin injury. Um, and Jordan Reed, always questionable, always on the injury report. Like, it's he's the best of the bunch unless you uh, want, want to go with Travis Kelsey again. But I think you can save a little bit more money and go with the sort of a safer floor with Ertz given the matchup this week. Yep. All right, moving on to some other tight ends. Uh, ben Watson. Remember him? Do I remember Ben, ben Watson? Watson. Um, well, he's picking up that Dennis Pitter role in, in Baltimore. Plenty of volume in that offense. Last week had a really big game. Jacksonville. Not great against tight ends, and it's it's a pretty good matchup if you want to be a little bit cheaper on tight end. Uh, ben Ben Watson is much cheaper uh, than your Zach Ertz and your Travis Kelsey. He's only four thousand eight hundred 
on Moneyball. So you can save some save some coin and go with Ben Watson. Uh, a little bit more riskier, but I, I like him. 6-5 yep. on, on uh, Draft Stars. Yep. And my other one's Jared Cook, just in case, you know, uh, Derek Carr doesn't want to throw to Crabtree in the end zone. Yeah, well, if you can't decide on a wide receiver from that game, maybe go Cook. See That's what Jared's it. cooking. Uh, <laughs> all right, sorry, that was terrible. All right, moving on to defenses now before we get on to Data Daryl on the line. Uh, Baltimore, I'm riding Baltimore this year. I think their defense is top three in the league. They're killing it, playing turnover-prone Jacks, Jacksonville Jaguars in Blake Bortles. They've had a great schedule, start to the year. Here's a stat. Their defense has one less catch than their wide receivers this year. So they've caught eight passes, and the wide receivers in Baltimore have caught nine. So that's pretty interesting. And no one can see this, but it's I'm just not really, nodding in approval. Yeah, they're not really related, but uh, I like Baltimore this week. Mm-hmm. <sighs> You're not worried that they're playing in London? Not worried at all. In fact, against the Jag I think Army? it improves their chances. Wow. I don't know. I don't even know if that makes sense. But It's no. like a Bortle. It is, it a is like a home Bortle, game for Bortle Army over there. They love they, it. They love the Bort. They love the Bort. That's My son is also named Bort. <laughs> Anyway, um, I've got the Rams against San Fran. Uh, Hoyer has been all Hoyer everything. You know, you're you're yep. a big Hoyer fan. Are you going to kick me down while your Red Rifle Daltons just well, line up? He's Hasn't scored a touchdown he's yet. He's firing. Neither, <laughs> neither is Hoyer, by the way. So both of our uh, journeyman quarterbacks that we rally behind. <laughs> well, my my journeyman quarterback is Mr. Smoking Jay Cuddy. Oh, all right. All right. Um, he's, a, he's the spirit animal of the podcast. Can we? By the way, we need. Uh, we do need. Uh, we'll get into this later. Off okay. off air, we'll talk about this. Okay. Um, Rams against San Fran. Hoyer has been anything but all Hoyer everything. Actually, he has been all Hoyer everything. He's being himself. He's throwing picks. He's being <laughs> Hoyer a, nothing. Yeah. Uh, he's not the same. Uh, Hoyer Shanahan combo. Part of that Sh- Sh- Kyle Shanahan Hoyer combo that. We've seen in the past flourish in Cleveland. That didn't. It's not happening here. Nope. Rams might uh, just bounce back in a good way. Yeah. Aaron Donald's got his preseason out of the way playing the Redskins now. Regular season time for uh, for Aaron Donald, possibly. They. I really thought San Fran would move the ball a bit better. Man, if it went for one like Carlos Hyde seventy-five yard run, they wouldn't have crossed midfield. Like I think they crossed midfield twice. Which it's bring back Chip. <laughs> Bring him back. Uh, all right, some other defenses: New England against Houston, who have struggled, and the and uh, and Pittsburgh against Chicago. Although Chicago a little bit saucier, more at home. We saw that against uh, the Falcons. So uh, let's take a quick commercial break, and then we'll be back with Dada Daryl. Hey, Woot and Wire listeners, are you always getting beaten by the pros at Moneyball and Draft Stars? It's time to level the playing field. Fantasy Insider has the best projections and tools in the game, used and trusted by Australia's leading draft daily fantasy sports players. Get the edge and win some cash in your NFL contests this weekend with Fantasy Insider. Sign up free right now at fantasyinsider.com slash Woot and Wire. Again, that's fantasyinsider.com.au slash Woot Wire. And joining us from Fantasy Insider is Data Daryl. Welcome back. Uh, how did you go in week two? And uh, we'll look ahead to week three. Uh, yeah, well, good to be here again. Uh, yeah, not too bad last weekend. Um, I 
put a couple of lineups in each side. I think the best was about an 18th place at Mayball. Um, but yeah, ended up profitable on the weekend. So that's always a good thing. Yeah, we. Uh, Do you ever not end up profitable? I just, I feel like. Oh, there's lots of time. <laughs> <laughs> well, injuries played a role in our downfall this week with uh, Greg Olson and uh, Jordan Nelson really hurting us. Yeah. Yeah, Jordan Nelson was in a couple of mine. Um, yeah, it wasn't a fun way for that game to start. No, not at all. Uh, so hopefully we can bounce back and maybe profit off Jordy Nelson's injury this week. Uh, looking ahead to the quarterback position, it's a weird sort of week for quarterback position with not too many you know, good matchups as opposed to last week. What are you looking at? Yeah, there's not really much that stands out, right? There's, I had a quick look at the projections. There's kind of 12 quarterbacks separated by about four points. And I said the sort of standard deviation of variance on a quarterback's performance is about eight points. There's really nothing in those. Um, so for me, again, it kind of comes down to either picking a second candidate or a value selection, possibly, again, depending on whether you're playing big tournaments or cash games. Um, Rogers, Ryan, Wilson, I think, the top three. Um, probably lots of Wilson at Moneyball, so probably looking to play some of the others at Draft Stars. Um, yeah, again, it just depends on what your stacks look like. Um, again, I'm not going to get away from the Matt Ryan, Julio Jones option. It seems to come up every week, but again, it's another one that the um, computer likes this week. That's why we have you on, uh, Daryl. Standard deviation is eight on of for quarterbacks. <laughs> just that kind of thing is why we have you on. It's nothing like that with with just wine myself. It's nothing. No. Um, I'll, I've got to I've got to come clean here. So I was using using the lineup cruncher um, on uh, Fantasy Insider, and it's spitting out all these lineups. I'm I'm putting you know little love hearts or stars next to all the all the players I like. And then it kept giving me lineups with Trevor Simeon. And I'm like, stop this. So I started removing him and then he went absolutely off. So <laughs> it's, it's trust, uh, trust just the trust the cruncher. The cruncher. <laughs> it's, uh, uh, you don't understand it. It, it killed I've me. I've done plenty of times. Yeah, I understand. It's something I've done plenty of times. Um, it's always a tough one, right? Like, we say this to the AFL as well. It's got to be a combination of the numbers plus your gut. Um, and just trying to get that balance right, I think, is as much the challenge as anything. Yeah, that's that's a that's a always a balance. And for me, when you say Russell Wilson, I I'm conscious of playing him because they've just been such a slow start. You know, this season and last season they started really slow as well. But if this could be the first week that they go off. Um, that's when you can get your your advantage because no one's going to be really playing him. It's 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 a pretty contrarian play when you look at it. Yeah, so it's a combination of things. You're thinking about what the potential ownership might be, but you're also looking at sort of the values on draft stars and Moneyball and how they relate. They sort of go down as the player's performance goes down. So at some point you're going to hit that line where he suddenly becomes a really good value play, and then you're just waiting for the upside to hit. Yeah, yeah. All right, uh, running back position. Uh, we're a little bit iffy on that position this week as well. Um, nothing really sort of stood out to us apart from obviously Chris Carson's price at Draft Stars. Yep. Um, so there's a few kind of cheap options there. And Carson's definitely one of them. Um, Jacques Rogers, I think, is still too cheap on Draft Stars. He's eighty-two fifty, is he? Yeah. Um, Jordan Howard, um, injury cloud, I guess. Still, I think his mark is questionable at the moment, but potentially good value there. Um, Kareem Hunt's way too expensive this week now for my money. Um, Le'Veon Bell's $19,000, about 20% of your salary cap going on a running back. It's questionable to me. 
but yeah, it's it's that kind of week. Like, there's in every kind of position, I've got a short list of sort of eight, ten players, and trying to work out what combinations you're going to play them in. Yeah. Trust in the cruncher. Whatever it tells me, I'm going to go with now. You're going to go with that. <laughs> I mean, it gave you Simeon. So. <laughs> it gave me Simeon, so how can we go wrong? No, I had I, I had Jaquiz in a few lineups uh, last week with uh, Tariq Cohen. So that, that, that worked out pretty well, uh, considering how cheap they were. It was more my wide receiver options that uh, either were hurt or uh, their quarterbacks decided to look elsewhere, which just didn't help me. Um, yeah. Wide receivers, we were, we were talking... We were trying to find out what was the um, ideal stack this week. Do you have? Do you have any? Uh, I mean, besides besides Julio, <laughs> <laughs> not going to get away from that one, am I? <laughs> we'll never live it down. I love it though. It's because <laughs> I used to say it. Yeah. <laughs> I prefer it. It's um, saucier if his name is that. Julio. Yeah. I suggest it. Might start a petition. <laughs> um, yeah, I'd say yeah, definitely still Julio. Um, other matches, I said the key matches, right? So you've got the um, New England match where nobody really knows who the wide receiver is going to be, and you got to look and see where the targets go. Um, Where's I got Lynn down here, man? That game in general, I think, is potentially one that you might want to have a look at. There's also good options in sort of the Oakland Washington game, um, although to me it's going to depend how much salary you got left. If you're playing Russell Wilson, you're probably going to go um, Doug Baldwin, um, and yeah. so if you go Matt Ryan, you're probably going to go Julia. Julio, Julio. Um, so whichever one of those. It's stuck in my head now. Um, so yeah, I think, and so there's that. Um, last year, I seem to remember this time of year, Moneyball Drafts started their contest from Sunday night at um, 11 p.m. Australian time when the Jacksonville game in London starts. And we have to be lucky that they're not doing that, I think. Yeah. Okay. So they Hail Mary. Moneyball obviously includes all of them, so you can obviously include um, mm-hmm. you know, wide receivers from that, that game, but I don't know if you'd want to be playing Baltimore wide receivers. They're, they're not getting too many targets. <laughs> um, they're, they're mostly targeting the, the tight end position, and Ben Watson's a guy that I, I mentioned a minute ago. Um, he's still really, really cheap, and he seems to have taken what what we call that Dennis Pitter role from last year, where there's just yeah. so much volume um, that it's hard to say no at that price, and we kind of laughed at, you know, playing tight end as your flex last week, but there could be some value in it this week if if you if you like Zach Ertz, who we've we've labelled the uh, fantasy insider uh, lineup cruncher lock of the week. Um, <laughs> you know, maybe pairing him with a Ben Watson, you know, as a cheap option, and then you can really go with your with your stud running back and and stud wide receivers up top in your lineup. Yeah, it's definitely a viable strategy, and I, I scanned through some of the lineups that were cashing last week, and more people than I'd expected were definitely playing were playing those two tight ends. Um, mm. it, it does open up some opportunities for you this week, as you're saying. If you're able to save your budget there, you're really able to go in the premium um, options elsewhere. Um, yeah, I think Zach Ertz definitely a potential. You've got um, Jared Cook, Cassius Clay, um, Walker, Reed Graham. So there's plenty of options on that list. Um, I will probably actually have a couple of cheap flex tight end lineups this weekend, I suspect, um, just because it's going to allow you to go premium in the wide receiver position where you're going to have there's still quite a bit of uncertainty amongst some of the cheaper options. Yep. Uh, obviously, looking at our document, is there any names that we've jotted down that you, you don't like or you'll be avoiding? Um, there's a few sort of... Um, I guess it's a kind of a couple of questionable ones for me that you just don't know. So 
at running back, for example, you've got Chris Thompson, um, Chris Carson, I think those say is good value, but whether they, you're going to get the performance you need from them to win a tournament, I'm not quite sure. Yep. Um, I don't think there's anything that's, there's nothing else other than that really stands out. Michael Crabtree, name I hadn't really considered. Um, Kenny Stills, these are guys, I think there's a whole bunch of those guys in that kind of middle tier where you can kind of swap them around and you can get much the same performance or much the same average performance. And it just depends which one happens to hit this week. Yep. Yeah. I don't know. I don't have too much to add. To add. More to add. Got to move. We've got one position left to go. Oh, I'm, I'm... <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> Defense. Oh, you meant on wide receivers. My, my apologies. <laughs> no. Um, Defense. Wins championships, apparently. Wins championships. So, uh, I know why pretty much put all his eggs in the Baltimore basket last week, and um, mm-hmm. he's, he just hasn't removed them. He's leaving them I've, all in I've that Baltimore. Them, I've played them every week. Yeah. They've, they, they've been absolute money. They hatched and laid more eggs in the Baltimore yeah. basket. So, uh, is that is that your play? Do you advise going, leaving your eggs in that basket? <laughs> I don't know where <laughs> I'm going with this analogy now. But, uh, yeah, is that um, is that how you're looking? It is. I, if, certainly if I'm playing those kind of full round contests or contests that include that game, I'd be including the Ravens. But I say the big sort of the $15,000 tournament, the $20,000 tournament, you can't pick them, right? So yep. you got to be looking at what the other options are. Mm-hmm. Um, Broncos, Seahawks, um, Steelers, I think a, f- a few good ones there. Panth- at Draft Stars, Panthers, Raiders, Eagles, Moneyball. Um, once you get past those kind of top two, you're, there's again very close proximity. It's just a case of, I think, again, spreading your risk and picking which games you like. Um, so it'd be interesting to watch that New England game and see what the effect on the betting total, for example, will be if a bunch of their wide receivers are out. Because I think that will impact on it'll impact on the defense position. It'll impact on whether you want to play a Brady stack. And I think it's quite a few things that are still kind of up in the air at this point. Yeah, like if if Gronk is out and and Hogan is out, then you know, or even if Dorset is out, then it's giving you a... You're not expecting all of them to be out, but I think whoever is remaining has to be a play for you because there's just... There's going to be that target share there. And then, likewise, yep. you might be avoiding that, that defense given, um, you know, that Houston might have a more of an opportunity to score or, you know, uh, you know keep New England's offense off the field and um, go down that path. But, you know, if, if all of those guys are out, then I'm I'm riding that James White train again who essentially played yep. like a wide receiver for them last week yeah and um, i think that was a good call by you guys last week it's an interesting one to watch a bit of that game um i think there's also that kind of um time montgomery potential this week riding running back position as well um whether you want to be focusing more on him um if georgie nelson's out of that game hmm. yep. we yeah we touched on that earlier yeah, I, it's yeah. going to be an interesting like with the with the New England. It's it will be really interesting. It, we we haven't really seen New England in this kind of position before. It's kind of they're trying to figure out what they're going to be this season, and it, I think there is going to be extreme value found soon. I think like you know they they still haven't been using uh, Dion Lewis enough yet, and you know he could he could mm. come into the fold and just mm. destroy it soon, and then he'll show enormous value, and then you can easily see. Depending on whoever the hot hand is that week, or whoever they decide to go with, their pl- their prices are going to fluctuate every week. So it's just a matter of you know picking that player who's got the low the low price that week, and if he hits, yep, boom, 
Cool. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I, I remember mentioning you on this in week one. Um, it's just a case of waiting to see. Like, like you were saying, I guess with Ben Watson, it's just a case of waiting to see who's going to get enough time on the ball to score some points, and that's still, I guess, still to be determined in quite a few teams. Yeah. And uh, this week we've we've mentioned a few more trends in terms of you know fantasy points allowed and um, fantasy, fantasy outsiders uh, DVOA and things like that. It's only been two weeks, mm-hmm. but you know, as as we hit you know week four and five, some of those numbers will start to solidify, and you, you've got more of a sample size there, and you can work out you know where where the edge can be in some of these players. And you know back on the Patriots, like if Rex Burkhead actually doesn't get injured, he was used heavily in the first drive, and then just was never used again. So if he can actually yep. play a whole game, then there's massive potential from uh, him as well. So yeah, it's it's a really strange week for for Moneywall. I haven't really and end draft stars. I've never really come across such a weird week where there isn't an an overwhelming desire to play like two or three must have guys. I feel like this this week the lineup crunch is going to be essential for me in in varying up all these lineups. Yeah, it's going to be definitely an interesting week. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what kind of lineup wins. I have a feeling there's going to be a few really random lineups at the top of the leaderboard yeah. um, come Monday morning. The uh, Trevor Simeon led Woot team, probably. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Daryl, any last thoughts on on week three um, before we uh, let you go? Um, no, I think we've covered it pretty well. I, I say it's just a week that's for me going to be a case of entering a few sort of variations and sitting back watching and trying to see what lessons we can learn. Um, we're getting into, I say, week three, week four, week five of the season to the point where I start to really trust in computer models even more because they've had time to kind of adjust to the off-season changes and all of the sort of changes in um, team workload and so on. So for me, it's a bit of a learning week. Um, play a few lineups, have some fun and see what happens. Yeah, sounds good. Cool. I'm just going to curse the London game for, you know, you know, removing Baltimore from uh, from my basket every week. Um, I love the Ravens. It doesn't, mean we, it doesn't mean we get to watch a game at reasonable time there. Yeah. I yeah. At least we get to watch football from 11 onwards. So, like, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, it's like 15 straight hours of, uh, of DFS madness and fun. So uh, definitely, yeah. I think if people are going to be awake now watching that London game, you can stay tuned for a lot of injury updates involving the Patriots, which will be heavily important for a lot of your Sunday-only lineup so if you are going to stay up and you know burn your eyes watching Blake Bortles play quarterback then it you might be worth it in the long run <laughs> yep definitely I think you're definitely it's always worth well, if you can I guess being around in that final hour hour and a half um, just the new options that pop up as well from based on sort of the insider news yep perfect cool all right Daryl thanks again and uh, we'll talk uh, next week and uh, recap week three and look ahead to week four as always uh, please check out Fantasy Insider, the trusted tools used by Australia's daily fantasy sports players. Uh, www.fantasyinsider.com.au slash Woot and Why. Thanks for listening to DFS Down Under. Go check out all the best premium daily fantasy tools at fantasyinsider.com.au. You can also check out all the recommendations mentioned on today's podcast online at wootandwhy.com. And make sure you follow each of the boys on Twitter at This Is Woot and at JYNFL. Or you can follow the podcast at Woot and Y.